now listen to this. Happy Monday, everybody. Mo's back. Matt's back. We're here. And it's under 10 days. Mo's back Til for Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> it's going to be a fun week, y'all. I'm super excited. Ooh, you are blasting off of our, our <laughs> audio here. here. Lower our volume. Okay. What? <laughs> Sorry to anyone who was listening wearing earbuds. 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 Airbuds. <laughs> I said earbuds. That's Princess Leia. It's another good term for headphones. Earbuds. Earbuds. I mean, yeah. You get the big ones nowadays. It works. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the beats, you know? Right. Buns. Earbuds. You should come out with your own line of <laughs> beats headphones called buns. <laughs> <laughs> Buns, yeah. hun. Get buns on your head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just start off. Fantastic. Coming up on today's show. Christmas craziness. Plus more crazy than the this. Latest, oh, so much more. Plus the latest news, random facts, and more. But first, it is December 16th. We got a, a couple holidays to celebrate. Just yeah. one. Just one. What just one. Uno. Uno holideo. <laughs> it is National Chocolate Covered Anything Day. All right. What is your favorite chocolate covered thing? A donut. Really? I, for real, Just it's the donut? first thing that I could think of. Come on now. Um, a Christmas tree. Reese's. Oh, okay. Christmas well, that's, trees. That's just a peanut butter cup. That's all it is. Exactly. Come on now. Um, strawberries, of course. Okay, that's a good one. I'll accept that one. Uh, chocolate covered. Oh, chocolate covered rice krispie treats are good. I don't think I've ever had a chocolate covered they rice are, krispie treat. They are pretty dope. Like you just get the corner of it dipped in chocolate, and then you can uh, put sprinkles okay. on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Listen, anything dipped in chocolate is so legit. My favorite thing. Cheese. Dipped in chocolate? Cheese dipped Ugh. in chocolate. <laughs> Did you get your fondue mixed up? What's going on here? Um, no, my favorite thing dipped in chocolate, which they haven't, at least in this area, haven't come out with this year or last year, but they came out with like five years in a row prior to these. Okay. And it was the Lay's, wavy Lay's chips dipped in chocolate. Yeah. My goodness. Those Sweet and salty. Mm-hmm. And they did them perfectly, too. They didn't completely enrobe it. Right. They just covered the top of it, and then yep. the bottom part would still be like the salty chip, so you'd still get crunch. And, oh, perfect balance. Yep. Loved it. Yep. They even added, I think, almonds to it one year. A little really? Of almonds, which I thought I'd hate, but actually was just great. It was fantastic. You know you know how, like, here you go. Here's a idea for you. Okay. You're mother-in-law and your sister-in-law and your wife always do the cookie baking. Mm-hmm. Are they well into that this year? They're doing it right now. So they have, I feel like in years past, they've done pretzel rods. Like they've done chocolate covered pretzel rods. One year they did those, yeah. So you should put in your vote that they do wavy lace. Yeah. Chocolate covered wavy lace. Well, this year I don't want them. Like three. Yeah. You know, like on. 
on top, not on top of each other, but in a line. Sure. You know what I mean? Like one, two, three, and then drizzle the chocolate, and then do like peppermint or toffee pieces or toffee. They did toffee one year too. I'm hungry. In the bag, I remember. Um, no, I don't want them to do anything that I like this year, which oh, is upsetting. That's fair. I don't like most of the cookies they make. <laughs> Because I'm a very simple person. I don't like all these weird, ridiculous cookies. Yeah. But I do very much enjoy the, uh, I think it, I think they're butterscotch gingerbread men, mm-hmm. the soft ones. Yeah. Uh, the the pumpkin spice mm-hmm. uh, white chocolate cookies. Yeah. I don't really care for pumpkin anything, but those are amazing. They were my least favorite. Oh, those are my favorite. They were my least favorite. The peppernusen, what what do they call them? Pe- pepper nuts? Pep? Is it? Pepper nuts, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't like those. Oh, they're my favorite. Tastes like licorice to me. If you could gross. just like steal some of those for me and <laughs> get them to me. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're getting a, Am I? a box. Yeah. For real? You're still our friends. Oh. They're not just for Highland people. <laughs> I didn't get a box last year. A lot of people didn't. <laughs> all of us got sick at different points. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the list got cut dramatically last year. <laughs> I just assumed that it was a rough year for the Oaks family. You know, no, nobody knew where they it. stood. <laughs> that wasn't it. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, they're Kipfels. Those little like almond shortbreads with yes. the powdered sugar. Oh yeah, yeah, because they're just buttery. Mm-hmm. They just—they're fantastic. Yeah, so I get to miss all of that this year. But it's all for good reason, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll jump right into personal stories. Yeah, go right ahead. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I told y'all the last time, uh, two weeks ago, that I've been on the keto thing. Mm-hmm. I've officially reached a month, as of uh, the twelfth. Mm-hmm. And I weighed in at 31 pounds down. Whoop, whoop. That's, that's a toddler. I've lost a toddler. <laughs> you have officially lost a toddler. Yeah. Not, not actually lost a toddler. You right, have I haven't all- misplaced a toddler. I've <laughs> dropped a toddler's amount of weight. <laughs> yes. Um, which, is, which is cool. Um, you know, I'm noticing it. Uh, I'm noticing it in my face a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um other people are noticing it on my body, like viewing it. That I'm not noticing weird. that. It is, yeah, it is. Weird. I have a lot of people looking at my body every week now. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> which I never signed up for. Uh, but, Just because I'm, I'm losing weight does not give you the privilege to look at me, okay? <laughs> but I'm not noticing that. I guess because I'm seeing myself all the time. Uh-huh. And so it's so incremental, but, you know, skip a few days and people can notice. Yep. Um, but I am noticing it in like uh, I was telling you before the show, like in clothes. Like I had a we we bought some some dress shirts for Celebrate Recovery this past year, and when I got mine, it fits great when I'm standing up, but when I sit down, it gets really tight, like right in the sternum area, on the top of my belly. And I wore it this last Thursday for the first time since I started the keto thing, and it doesn't tighten up there anymore. At least not nearly as much. Like it's not uncomfortable. Uh, so that tells me things are, things are moving. Things are shaping out a little better. Mm -hmm. Um, what's really cool is, you know, I'm, I'm not eating nearly as much as I used to. Yeah. Um, I'm not even reaching like the calorie goal that the the app or whatever sets for me, the keto app sets for me. 
Uh, but I'm not hungry. Yeah. And it's not because I'm sick of the food or anything. I love most of the food. I've, you know, I'm getting into a good pattern now of finding what I like and what won't make me feel like, oh, I'm drowning in fat, you know, yeah. or anything like that. Uh, and I just, I eat very little. I'm not all that hungry. I don't have all these cravings for fast food. What I'm struggling with, it's not bread. It's not uh, uh, noodles or anything like that. I'm struggling with sweets. Because it is freaking December, uh-huh. and everywhere I go is just lined with food I can't eat, sweets I can't eat, cookies, pies. The other day, uh, we had our, our church uh, Thanksmas potluck, that <laughs> big potluck. Everyone brings all the stuff, and there was so much food left over. And I'm sitting there, the only one at the church in this afternoon, after everyone's left. I walk into the kitchen, and standing before me is... Three completely untouched pecan pies, mm. an entire tray of Megan Kelly sugar cookies, which are amazing, and a whole bowl of King's Hawaiian rolls, which nice. I love as well. Yeah. And I'm like, these are three of my favorite things, <laughs> and I can't have any of them. <laughs> and I wanted, I, t- I took a picture and sent it to Nader saying, this is just not fair. <laughs> Why didn't you eat all this stuff before you left? <laughs> Leave me the turkey. I'll be fine with that. Yeah. So I mean that's that's been rough. So I'm pounding uh, I'm pounding sugar free Jello all the time. Yeah. Because it has basically no impact on any of the things. Yeah. But it gives you that sweet. But I'm like, you can do the ready whip. Yeah. Okay. I got I got some. I yeah. got some of that. Um, I don't get much out of it. <laughs> really? Like you, t- yeah. You told me about that. Just you know, mm-hmm. spray it in your mouth. It's like yeah. one garb for an entire chipmunk mouthful. Exactly. And you're right. But I, just, I don't know. It, it's like it's like it's it's a one second treat. You know. Yeah. It's like I don't have time to enjoy it. Okay. You know That's what I mean? Fair. Yeah. Unless I just want to sit there and ha- down half the can, but then I just feel gross. That's fair. <laughs> and not for because I'm eating it, just because so of the action. Feels. Are you just eating Jello or are you eating pudding? I'm not eating the pudding because the pudding has a bunch of carbs in it. The, the sugar free. The sugar free has. Uh, I mean, not like a bunch. I could have one or whatever, okay. but like I can have one pudding, or I can have like a whole pack of the sugar free Jellos, which is where I'm at right now <laughs> with my cravings. For the sweet stuff. Ugh. So I would do the sugar-free chocolate pudding mm-hmm. with the Ready Whip. And then I would sprinkle, depending on the day, I would sprinkle like just a quick dash of like cinnamon on top. Oh, really? Or, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you make just like to a little give it, pudding sundae almost. Yeah. Pudding, pudding pie without the crust. Uh-huh. Because yeah, then you get all idea. that, ta- all yeah, all the flavors is what I'm trying to say. I think what I would need to do... Is buy both the pudding and the normal Jello. Yeah, that way I could limit myself to one pudding and then have two Jellos or something. So I, I mean that's fair because otherwise I will eat all four and then that'll be like twenty carbs. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, it's that's that's the only thing that's killing me. Everything else I think is doing well. And you know, looking looking to the future, you know, once I once I reach you know at least my first or at least my first giant goal, my yeah. my first end goal. Because right you've now, already is, reached your first goal. No, not quite. Oh. My first goal comes in nine more pounds, which will get me below uh, 400, okay. which I have not been in over a decade or okay. almost a decade. Uh, but I have like a set of five goals, four small ones, and then the big one is 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. Or no, 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 no. 
the first yeah first four so the number four is 100 pounds down mm-hmm. uh once i reach that i don't know if i'll stay on keto because that should take me the bulk of a year yeah i don't know if i'll stay on keto specifically or if i'll kind of transition more into the atkins kind of thing yeah but i but i what this has already taught me in just this month is that i don't have to overload with carbs mm-hmm. like if i transition to atkins if i had one kind of carb, you know, heavy-ish thing mm-hmm. a day, which, you know, would be 10 times less than what I used to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, if I had a, you know, a small serving of French fries or some red potatoes or something right. with one meal and then ate like a kind of keto-ish meal yeah. for dinner or whatever, breakfast, uh, I'd be absolutely fine with that. And yeah. I wouldn't feel bogged down with all the heavy fat, but I'd still be getting a lot of fat comparatively to the carbohydrates and smaller portions cooking at home all this kind of thing i'm realizing yeah i can make that work yeah i can do that kind of thing Mm -hmm. uh and i think the key is with this diet is the fat yeah i think the the amount of fat that i'm eating and protein too is what's keeping me satiated because i'm not nearly as hungry before i would down twice the calorie intake that I'm doing now like it's nothing and still be hungry by the end of the night yeah and so that's been the most surprising thing so I think if I can keep doing that and still not be carb heavy yeah in the future of course I'm going to stick with this because it's working uh for for right now but in the future I think yeah I think I could actually transition into a normal person eating normal food yeah healthy (laughs) or healthier you are normal matt i'm not normal you're normal so anyway i'm excited things are working Hmm. other than that nothing else is really going on everything's busy i'm tired all the time (laughs) oh we'll hit one more update i forgot so in this my doctor's been telling me to check my blood uh sugar and when he started with the first meeting he said, okay, you need to check your blood sugar when you wake up, right before you eat lunch, and right before you eat dinner. And so I did that. And I started that on the day that I started keto. Mm-hmm. After four days, since that first four days, not one single time have I been outside the normal range for like a normal person. I told you. Yeah. You're it's normal. amazing. <laughs> and... Uh, so I went back for my follow-up two weeks later, and he's looking at the numbers, and he you could tell he came in, like, ready to, to, fuss at to you? put me on another yeah. another drug, you know, because it was, it's kind of what he started with when we first met. He said, well, put you on metformin, which is the typical one that everyone goes on first when they're yeah. kind of getting in the diabetes range. So we'll put you on that, and then uh, we'll probably add another one when you come back, but we'll just see how you're doing. Uh, and so he came in ready to put me on another drug, ready to recommend like some weight loss surgeries and stuff to be thinking about and all this. And every time he started down one of those paths, he looks down at my notes of all my blood sugar and he looks at the, at that point I'd lost 20 something pounds Mm -hmm. and he goes, but your numbers are really good. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. We're going to do this for another month. Just what we're doing. But now I need you to check your blood sugar when you wake up, before you eat, two hours after you eat, before you eat dinner, and two hours after oh you eat gosh. dinner. Oh my gosh. So I'm sticking myself five times a day. That's ridiculous. And still, no matter when it is, I'm, I'm never getting above like 120. 
Like after after eating, the diabetes goal is like 180 or below. Yeah. I think the highest I've gotten is 116, and I'm normally around the 98 to 102 range nice. pretty much any time. So nice. I'm excited. That's awesome. Constantly excited all the time. Yeah. So that's been that's been that's been worth it <laughs> to stick myself so many times every day. Uh, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. I, but anyway. Okay, so for all those out there who like we're super proud of Matt. We're like cheering him on. We are your we are your cheerleaders. Mm. You got this. You were doing it. But for all you out there that are like me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what you're going to say, but I am ready. I just, I want you to know that you're not alone. Because, like I said, we're super proud of Matt. He's motivated. He's encouraged. He's meeting goals. He's seeing change. But some of us just aren't there. We're just not ready. You have to be ready in order to make a big lifestyle change. And you're, you're right. ready. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm just being real. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm okay with where I'm at. I gave Matt our family Christmas card. <laughs> and he says, that's a good picture. And I was like, no. No, it's not. It's it horrible. is not a good Here's picture. Why. <laughs> When I look at that picture, all that I see is the 35 pounds I've gained in a year, the back rolls, and the fact that I don't have a chin. That's all that I see. There are people within our family who haven't seen us in well over a year, and they're going to get this card. And all that I can think in my head is that they're going to open it up and be, Buzz, your girlfriend. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> like, that's all that they're going to say when they look at me. <laughs> what has Ooh. happened to Mo? Was she stung by a bee? A <laughs> swarm she, of bees? Is she having an allergic reaction of some sort? I just don't understand what's going on. <laughs> Is that someone wearing a Mo suit? <laughs> did, did, did they eat Mo? <laughs> I don't. I don't know who that is, but I think she ate Mo. Whoever it is. <laughs> so for all of you out there who were listening to Matt, and you're like, "Cool, Matt. Yeah, we're proud of you. Yeah," but then you're also thinking, "Like, I ain't about to jump on that bandwagon right now. Don't worry, I am not either." But 2020, new year, new focus, like 2020 vision, right? It's going to be a year of perfection. <laughs> See, I feel and like then you, I feel this like you time. Could, I feel like you could be terrible through 2020. It's 2021 when you start saying, looking back, 2020 vision, I should not have lived like that. <laughs> 2020. Well, and I was just about to say, give it one year from this date and let me see like what I'm what we're recording a year from now. Like I've gained another 35 pounds. So I've lost a toddler and you've gained a toddler, <laughs> is what you're saying this year. <laughs> was that a perspective you didn't need to hear? I'm sorry. <laughs> I went too far. <laughs> There's a line. I you went it. over it. <laughs> At least it took you a whole year. It didn't take you a month. 
sure. <laughs> but you lost it in a month. Like, I wish that I could do that. I wish I could get there. Well, here's the but thing. But I'm not ready. Here's the thing about being really fat when you start dieting. <laughs> you lose that first 25 really fast. <laughs> Oh, because yeah, everyone was like I said. I said I told uh, Hillary and John yesterday. Yeah, I lost 30, 31 pounds, and John's like, "You've lost thirty one pounds." I wish I could ever lose thirty one pounds. I'm like, "Well, yeah, but for you, that would be a really big deal. For me, I still have like two hundred more to go. That's a very small percentage of my body weight compared but to But it's what a percentage, doing. Matthew. No, it's I a know. percentage. I know. I'm, I'm just... not going to let you be negative through this process. Because <laughs> if I can't do it, but you're doing it, I'm going to rejoice with you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Because I need it. Because I am, I am too self-deprecating. Yeah, you are. I'll admit it. Which is why I'm like, you can keep right on thinking that way about yourself. But <laughs> just like I look at the card and see my back rolls. <laughs> <laughs> She, she's hoarding a loaf of bread right there? What's going on? No. What is happening exactly? I'm not sure. <laughs> Things are a little off balance here. <laughs> okay, back row news. <laughs> the world's first printed Christmas card has gone on show at the Charles Dickens Museum in London. The card presents the quintessential Christmas image. In the center, a family celebrates the holiday together. Flanked by images of people feeding and clothing the poor to symbolize Christmas charity. The card was originally published in 1843, the wow. same year Charles Dickens' classic A Christmas Carol was also published. Uh, 1,000 copies of the card were originally printed in 1843, and each one was sold for one shilling, which is about $4 in today's value, according to the UK's National Archives. However, the card's initial publication was not a success. The next Christmas card didn't appear on the market until five years later, where it took off, hmm. uh, culminating in the posting of 4.5 million Christmas cards and a new holiday tradition still practiced almost 200 years later. Listen, now it's almost an obligation. I just love how like our personal stories went right <laughs> into the news. Like... People weren't ready. As if... <laughs> well, talking about my Christmas card, Matt. Oh, right. <laughs> I thought you were going in a more philosophical direction. <laughs> Sometimes you're just not ready for Christmas cards. You, know, you gotta wait five years and then start again. And I, then you'll be I really struggled with whether or not I was gonna send a Christmas card this year because really? of that because picture. Of that just because. For the record, everybody, I don't agree with her and the way she looks. <laughs> I think the photo's fantastic. Beautiful family picture. He's such a good friend. <laughs> I On the back of the card, I put a picture of just the three kids hoping, and with a message, hoping that that's the side that people will like. Put up on the Yeah. <laughs> put this side up here. It's so much more thought put into this one. <laughs> All right. Coming up next hour, Back Row Brody explains how to find a church. But for now, it's... Oh, no. See, okay. You're going to have to... Make sure I don't forget this. Okay. We're not doing our normal music days. Oh, that's right. Starting now through Christmas. because Because yeah. beginning two days ago on Saturday was the start of the 12 uh, nights of Christmas music. But we extend that into the morning show as well. It's not going to be all Christmas music through the morning shows. 
but we're gonna kick each segment off with three Christmas songs. Mm. So, each so it's it's Merry Monday. Not, yeah, not but it'll manic. be that. But it'll be that every day. So. No, it won't. I'm coming up with something. So else. come up with it. Yeah, yep. that's what I'm saying. Come up with something every day. So Merry Monday. We're gonna kick off this block of music with three Christmas songs. We'll be back at the top of the hour. Stick around. Slept again. What do I say this time? My aunt died. No, traffic was heavy. Good. I'm sorry I'm late. No, more sincerity. I'm sorry I'm late, sir, but the traffic was heavy. Good morning, Jensen. Oh, I'm sorry I'm heavy, sir, but the traffic was late. What? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry I'm traffic, but the late was heavy. I mean, the heavy was late. Uh, did I mention my aunt died? Excuse me? Uh, the traffic was heavy. Yeah, that's it. You live across the street. It was really heavy. Honesty. It keeps life simple. Morning show here on Back Row Radio. It's Matt and Mo here in the studio with you in the second hour what? on December 16th, and we are going to kick this off with five random facts. Five random facts. It's impossible to sink entirely into quicksand. You can only sink about as far as your waist. The sand liquefies as it's stressed, so moving slowly will make it easier to get out. Yep, I knew that. Really? That was something I was... I've actually heard a comedian say this too, but I completely agreed with it. That was something that I thought was going to be a much bigger problem when I was a kid. So, I just (laughs) saw this on Facebook last week. Like, somebody... There was a meme about how stop, drop, and roll was such a big thing as a kid. I thought I was going to be on fire a lot more. (laughs) And then... I thought I would spontaneously... Was it you that commented on that meme and said, and quicksand? No, I don't think I did that, no. But yeah, that's that's the thing. Is every show when we were a kid, at least had one episode where they were stuck in quicksand. Yeah, <laughs> like that's I've never experienced it <laughs> my whole life. Or having to stop, yeah. drop, and roll. Like that's true. Yeah, I've never been on fire. I know. <laughs> um, Norway, one of the wealthiest countries in the world, has a pension fund worth more than one trillion dollars. For its 5 million citizens. This works out to about $200,000 for each person. Wow. I think I'm about to move to Norway. <laughs> Become one of them Norwads. Yeah. Is that what they're called? Norwegians. Norwegians. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought you were just kidding. <laughs> I think that's from The Simpsons. <laughs> Norwads. One of them Norwads. 
Okay, Matt. Uh, your chances of becoming an American billionaire are similar to your chances of getting struck by lightning. Oh, well, way to let the wind right out of my sails you after know. that last one. That's why I'm saying I'm moving to Norway. Pokemon holds the world record for most photosensitive epileptic seizures caused by a TV show. The 1997 episode induced 685, or one 1997 episode, sorry, um, induced 685 reported cases of photosensitive epileptic seizures in Japan. <laughs> they did a, this was also on The Simpsons, they did a thing about that too. Really? Where, you watch too much Simpsons. Or they all just, they were watching, it was a commercial, it was some Japanese commercial that was just flash, 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 flash. And they just all, every time they, each one of them came into the room and looked at the TV, they just pff, fell on the floor and started <laughs> convulsing. <sighs> I do watch a lot of The Simpsons. I'm going through them right now. It's Disney Plus's fault. Um, I'm nine seasons deep into The Simpsons so I mean, far. I guess you have to have someone to blame. <laughs> Disney Plus, it's Bob it is Iger. You. Bob Iger, it's your fault. <laughs> um, lastly, smelling your partner's clothing can reduce stress as well as feelings of loneliness, according to researchers from the University of British Columbia. I would assume this has to be dirty clothes, right? Yeah. Because it's got to have their stench. It's got to have their smell. So. Their stench. Pick, pick, pick up your partner's undies and... Ew, no. No. What smells more no. like your partner than the part that hugs their most intimate parts? <laughs> what? You're married? What are you looking at me like that for? It's appropriate. That is so disgusting. <laughs> so gross. I'm going to walk uh, in and find Chris uh, with my... Over his head. <laughs> what are what you I, doing? What? I missed you. What? <laughs> I'm stressed out and I'm lonely. <laughs> That's what I'll do next time he's stressed. I'll just take him off and toss him to him. <laughs> I had a burrito for lunch. <laughs> don't say Enjoy. I never did anything for you. <laughs> don't say I don't care about your feelings. <laughs> uh, background news. Holiday giving machines allow users to donate to people in need. This may look like an ordinary vending machine, but it's actually designed to give... So much more than just a snack or a soda. This giving machine allows users to donate essential items to local and international charities with just a swipe of their card. Instead of dispensing candy bars, the machine has a variety of charitable options, such as donating a dozen meals to a local homeless shelter, supplying an underprivileged school with textbooks, or even gifting a pair of chickens to a family on the other side of the world. There are only 10 of these machines currently functioning in the world. Uh... The one that was unveiled uh, this past week happened in uh, Denver, Colorado. That's so it's, really cool. Yeah, it's just, it's a, I mean, nothing is being vended from this. Right. It's just a, you go up and you can just quickly give to charity in a really tangible, cool way. Like I a think specific that's so thing. so neat. Yeah. I like it's the idea. Like a red box, <laughs> but for charity. Yeah. That's not, that's not bad. And that's I like so it. Cool. I like it in that it's, it seems to be a, you know, small amount kind mm -hmm. of giving. Yeah. Like, got an extra 10 bucks this month? Swipe it. Send two chickens to a family over yeah. in a third world country. Let yeah. them have some eggs. Yeah. That's really cool. I like that a lot. I we need love more that of idea. those. More of those, please. How do we get one <coughs> here? We can't even get a Chick fil A here. I oh, know. How are we going to give away chickens? 
<laughs> cluck, 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 cluck. <laughs> All right. Well, our friend Back Row Brody is in studio with us today, and he is going to uh, treat us to a little how-to segment on how to find a church. Take it away. Hey, everyone. I'm Brody, and I'm here to help you find a church. As all Christians believe in the back of their minds, if you aren't going to church, you aren't really saved. Whether this is true or not, why put up with such inconvenient, controversial distinctions? Stop worshipping at the Church of the Holy Mattress and leave that false god, Seely, behind. It's time to find yourself a true gathering of Christian brothers and sisters. But where to start? Well, the first question you must ask yourself is this. Which denomination do you prefer? You may have been born a certain denomination, but are trapped in another denomination's body. This is 2019, after all. Get woke! We're already assuming you are a Christian, but what kind? I mean, there are several different kinds, just like soda. Are you a Coke Christian, a Pepsi, or, God forbid, an RC Cola Christian? You gotta make a decision. You got quite a list to choose from. If you already have a denomination in your life, then search for churches in that denomination to start. You can always jump ship later. There are no rules. I mean, there is a large difference between Catholic calisthenics and numbut Baptists. Frankly, if I visit a church and see those pulled down kneeling cushions, I'm out of there quicker than Joel Osteen at the dentist office. Hashtag perfect dental hygiene. Uh, if you have no idea what denomination you would like, you might want to start with a non-denominational one. Just make sure it's not some kind of wacky, we're the only church going to heaven cult first. If, if TV has taught me anything, you can spot these cults because they all wear beige and they drink Kool-Aid. You also don't want to give us all your money and God will give you more money so you can give us that money too and we can buy the most expensive private jet in the world, scammy kind of non-denom. These are the churches where the pastor rolls up in a Bentley, steps out in a $4,000 suit, and preaches from a golden or crystal altar where the only person there for you to worship is him. Anywho, once you know what denom you're in search of, the hunt begins. But where to look? Chances are you won't find a church next door. Oh, if only one could be so lucky. So you might have to actually leave your block. Look at the skyline all around you. Do you see any tall, pointy buildings with crosses? Those are probably churches. You might want to hit those up, because closer might not always be better, but it's a lot harder to use the I don't want to drive all the way across town today excuse if the church is only a couple blocks away. Many churches are sneaky and don't meet in normal church-like buildings. But in gyms, homes, and other makeshift buildings, some churches are so sneaky that they do meet in churches, but those churches don't belong to those churches because those churches belong to other churches that are loaning out space to those churches so those churches can have church until those churches can find a church of their own. So, on Sunday mornings, keep an eye out for large groups of well-dressed, alert people carrying Bibles and all hyped up on coffee, the Christian drug of choice, congregating in one spot. Chances are, that's a church. You can also search online or grab a phone book. I mean, what's a phone book? I'm young and hip and have Alexa do all my voicemailing. Uh, anyway, call.
Call up every church secretary and ask them to explain the complex infrastructure of the basic beliefs of the church as a whole. They love stopping their busy day of copying and folding to answer involved and annoying lines of questions from complete strangers. Trust me. Also, ask if any local celebrities attend there. I mean, if you're gonna visit a church, it would be cool to meet the guy from Car Chat on KQXY. Just saying. Ask some of your Christian friends, uh, assuming you have any. You might need a church for that. It's the system. You need Christian friends to find a church? You need a church to get Christian friends. The system won't let us in! Choices, choices. During your search, don't just pick one church and stick with it without trying out some other options. Well, you know, unless you feel God telling you to stick with your first choice. He's smarter than me. Churches are run many different ways. There are Sunday Best Churches, Blue Jeans Churches, and You Can't Get In Without a Tattoo Churches. Pass the Plate Churches, Give It the Door Churches, and Make This Easier and Just Give Us Your Wallet Churches. Traditional Hymn Churches, Contemporary Praise Churches, and From the Window to the Wall Churches. Uh, plus mixtures of any and all those. So give them all a shot. There are also many different types of pastors, such as Hellfire and Brimstone pastors, shouting from the pulpit. There's the Stonehenge pastor who doesn't move from the pulpit, doesn't change the volume of his voice, and is probably as old as the hinge of stone itself. There's that Wacky Pack pastor, always making terrible jokes and flailing his arms about. There's the Absentee pastor who seems to be missing each week, so there's a guest pastor each time you visit. There's the woke pastor, probably in his 30s or in his 50s, but trying to look like he's in his 30s. Always trying to condense his messages into tweetable bites, making slightly heretical comments, gaining a following of millions to give him a false appearance of righteousness. There are others, but these are the ones you're likely to run into. Judgment Day. When you visit a church, determine how welcome you felt. Were you told that you were sitting in someone else's pew before service began and were forced to move? Did someone come greet you and shake your hand? Did the color of the carpet feel off-putting? Did someone actually make eye contact and exchange names and pleasantries? Did they offer nice pens to write with or those annoying golf pencils? For me, golf pencils are a hard pass. Were you able to have coffee afterward or beforehand? Were visitors forced to sit in a special section of the church like lepers? All of these might have a direct impact on whether or not this church is for you. Remember, no church is perfect. So once you feel comfy enough, I'd say start trying that church out on a temporary basis until the spirit gives you the thumbs up or the thumbs down. Be sure to pay attention to your own feelings. If someone offends you, obviously that church isn't for you. Keep hopping around until you find some place no one will ever make you feel uncomfortable. Comfort is key here. You think the disciples were uncomfortable? I have it on good authority that Jesus made wine out of water and had a never-ending supply of bread and fish. Those guys were living the dream. Not being fed? Maybe it's time to leave the church. If the pastor can't cater to your specific needs, or wants, and be solely responsible for your spiritual growth, then what are you even doing here? What does he expect you to do? Read the Bible for yourself? Who has the time? Disney Plus just launched. Once you have a church, make sure to attend just enough to get something out of it yourself. But not often enough to be asked to volunteer for anything. Working for free is a sucker's game. Your time is more valuable than anyone else's. It's okay to make an exception though if food is provided. 
Follow these tips and things can't not go wrong. Happy hunting. All right, well, uh, thank you for that, Brody. Thank you. Uh, when we come back, we got a bunch of crazy Christmas updates. But for now, let's take a music break. It is, what you call it? Merry Monday. Merry Monday. Merry Monday. We're going to kick off this block of music with three Christmas songs. Stick around. We'll be back at the top of the next hour. Morning show. It's the third hour. Matt and Mo here, bringing you some, a bunch, a bunch of crazy Christmas news. That's that's Matt pretty and much. Mo in the studio. Pretty much all this segment's gonna be just a bunch of crazy news stories you for know? Christmas time, for the holidays. Are you ready? I'm. Hey, let's go. Let's kick it off. Taco Bell Ugh. <laughs> has released taco scented wrapping paper. If you're a fan of scratch and sniff stickers, then you're no stranger to the world of scented stationaries. Now Taco Bell is out with a limited edition collection of taco scented wrapping paper. Released just in time for all your holiday wrapping needs, featuring the scent of Taco Bell's signature triple double crunch wrap. Crunch wrapping paper is here to transform your gifts this holiday season. Available on Amazon, each set of wrapping paper comes with five sheets of scented paper that feature a different savory design. Seasoned beef, nacho cheese sauce, crunchy tostada, tortilla and veggies, tomato, lettuce, and sour cream. Those are your options. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's all the things. That's all the things in a crunch wrap. I think it's gross. I don't know. I think it could be good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm mostly sad that my family is gonna like right. go crazy. Do you, all right, y'all go to the Taco Bell all the time, don't you? Do you ever get? Have you ever gotten the crunch wrap? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. It falls apart too easily. The only thing that I like at Taco Bell now is the steak soft taco. That's it. And that's not a standard for most people. I don't think most people even know that's on the menu. Nope. But I do enjoy it too. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Okay. Uh, Trevor Allen spent hundreds of hours constructing a handmade Christmas light show with 30,000 lights, but it was all done in one 
all undone in one accident. <laughs> Alan said he builds everything himself using 3D printing, wood, and other hardware store items. This year, he averaged about five hours each night in his garage from August until December. But earlier this week, something crashing made Trevor Allen jump. He hurried to the window of his Regina home. I don't know where Regina is. Uh, and <laughs> surveyed the wreckage of his handmade holiday props. I saw a big black truck backing off the lawn and then peeling away, Alan said. It left behind flattened pieces that support his Christmas light show. Alan said he plans to rebuild and sh- and the show will go on. As for lessons he learned, he joked that he probably should consider building his new props out of concrete. I mean, gosh, that's so mean, right? It's awful. It's Have you seen the show The Great Christmas Light Fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I can't imagine being, because that's kind of what I think of. Right, right. When I think of Trevor Allen, I can't imagine being one of those people and... Somebody just destroying right, it. Right, right. It's um, but like his joke with making him out of concrete. Uh, I know it was just a joke, but had he done something like that and then somebody tried to run them over, he could have gotten in trouble. Like if it was bait, because haven't you seen people do that with their mailboxes? Like if someone's getting their mailbox, no, all I the haven't time, seen one guy like filled his mailbox with concrete after like the tenth time it's happened, and he got in trouble. And someone, some the kid came back and tried to smack it. You know, they were driving in their car, smacked it with a bat, broke his arm, broke his arm. Yep, like badly. Duh. And and yeah, he got in trouble. He had to pay for all the stuff, uh, all the medical bills, and everything. Because, like, it was a premeditated thing. He knew someone was going to do it. And that's why he did it. That's why he filled it up. So he got in trouble for that. So you can't even do any preventative stuff. <laughs> like, this is my own mailbox. I can fill it with this if I want. Yeah, I can fill it with fill whatever, it with whatever, I, whatever want. I want. It's on my property. Apparently if y'all not. could hear my eyes roll. <laughs> they are scratching the back of my skull. Yeah. <laughs> Aldi wants its customers to delight in dairy this holiday season with its newly launched ornaments filled with cheese. Available in stores nationwide last Wednesday, according to an Aldi spokesman, the ornaments include four mini blocks of cheddar cheese. For those interested in decorating with cheddar, not that kind, people can choose two (laughs) designs, both clear plastic balls, one with a white snowflake, and one with an outline of a triangular Christmas tree that's actually a wedge of cheese. Uh, I mean, how does that work? Doesn't the cheese have to be kept relatively cold? Doesn't cheddar at least have to be kept cold? Well, but think about like the Hickory Farms that you buy at Christmas. Well, yeah, you're right. Aren't they you? are not okay. So I refrigerated. Bet yeah. So, because okay, here, listen. I had this thought today and this realization because for like three weeks I've been thinking I need to buy Chris a Hickory Farms. I need to buy Chris a Hickory Farms. It's like a tradition. He gets yeah. a Hickory Farms, yeah, yeah. you know. And then I kept thinking, well, I can't buy it right now because then it's going to sit in the closet and it'll go bad. It's not going to be good. Right, but yeah, it won't. Yeah, because it's been sitting on the shelves just as yeah. long as it would be sitting in my closet. <laughs> they made it in August. I mean, it's, it's not going anywhere. True story. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I don't... I, I've never really made that connection before, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if it's the process of it, 
Or if it's the fact that keeping it cold keeps it fresher longer. I don't know. I don't know. Or are we just accustomed to cold cheese? Yeah. You know? Right, yeah. Because I can't really think of any other scenario besides Hickory Farms where I would buy cheese that's not cold. Yeah. I wouldn't I mean, trust it. Cheese in a can. Ugh. <laughs> I used to love Easy Cheese. Well, that's because of like the Goofy on, movie. It is because of the Goofy <laughs> movie. <laughs> like on Triscuits and stuff. Yeah. And then I had some, like, I will say it was a decade ago now, but I had some for the first time in several years, and I nearly vomited. Yeah. I'm like, this is disgusting. This is awful. Why did I ever think this was good? The Leaning Tower of oh, Cheese. Yep. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Visitors to the Tennessee Aquarium may be shocked to learn that an electric eel named Miguel Watson. Watson. <laughs> I get it. Is lighting up a Christmas tree. A special system connected to Miguel's tank enables shocks to power strands of lights on a nearby tree, according to a news release. Miguel releases low-voltage blips of electricity when he's trying to find his food, staff member Kimberly Hurt said. Uh, When he's eating or excited, he emits higher voltage shocks, which cause bigger flashes. Watson has his own Twitter account where he shares tweets generated by his sparky self, courtesy of Coding by Tennessee Tech University's iCube Center. Wow. That's pretty neat. It is kind of neat. That's a... I want to know where in Tennessee this Miguel Watson is. That's a technological feat. It's pretty cool. For something that has no feet. (laughs) During an appearance on an episode of the Ellen DeGeneres show on last Monday, the holiday in the wild star 55. uh, Who is this? It's not even listed here. (laughs) What's the dude's name? What happened to this news story? He's 55. Oh, hold on. O'Connor. Tim O'Connor. Tim O'Connor. That can't be it. Because that's a different thing, isn't it? It looks like it's the second part of the story. No. Okay. That's the only name throughout the rest of it. Okay. So I'm going to say it's him. Tim O'Connor. You want to Google that for me? Holiday in the Wild, Tim O'Connor, and just make sure that's the person that he's on that show. While I read this news story, during an appearance on an episode of Ellen last Monday, the Holiday in the Wild star, 55, admitted to feeding his festive fur the same sticky sweet... No. Okay. That's not him. It's, uh, I want to say it's Rob Lowe or something. I, I don't, did this. I don't know. All right, hold My on. Google's not Guys, working. Guys, hold on. Just, Sorry. just chill for a second while I figure this out because I know where to find the story again. So, um, why don't you read the next one while I look this up? <laughs> By popular demand, KFC, in partnership with Envirolog, Uh, has brought back their famous fried chicken-scented fire logs for the second year in a row. The logs are supposed to smell of the chain's signature blend of 11 herbs and spices. Since selling out last year, we've received weekly calls from hopeful fans wanting to get their hands on the 11 herbs and spices fire logs, says Ross (laughs) McCroy, president and founder of the Envirolog in a press release. Envirolog. That's gross. Smells like chicken. I don't think I could stand that for a long period of time. Do yeah, you? I, no, I would be starving. 
That's why, like, with candles or anything that scents my home, uh-huh. I I can't have anything that smells like food. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, I don't know if it would do that to me. I don't think it would make me starve. Either. Oh, I'm... I think it would make me sick. Really? Yeah. See, so if I have, like, a chocolate chip cookie scented candle. Okay, well, yeah, that. <laughs> but, like, chicken would make me sick. Fried chicken. Scented log. You think? I think so. All right, so I was right. It's Rob Lowe. <laughs> so, during an appearance on an episode of Ellen last Monday, Rob Lowe, star of Holiday in the Wild, 55, admitted to feeding his festive fur with the same sticky sweet concoction every year, half water and half 7-Up soda. But does it really work, and is it good for your tree? People reached out to Tim O'Connor, the executive director of the National Christmas Tree Association, to find out the organization's official stance on the soda and water combo. Have you heard of this before? Nope. Using 7-Up? I've heard of it before. Really? Yeah. Uh, And whether or not there's any benefit to letting your Christmas tree drink it up. We hear about all kinds of things people do to their trees, O'Connor tells people. We recommend just water, what the tree used when it was growing, but if something has been working for someone, we're not going to go against it. He continues, do not uh, let the new cut on the trunk go dry. It needs to remain underwater during the whole time it's in your home. So, yeah, I think it's an old wives' tale I, that yeah. adding 7-Up helps, but Rob Lowe is adamant. He says he's obsessed with it. So, um, I also saw on Facebook <laughs> a couple weeks no. Maybe this past week that it's one of those things that you don't read the comments on because then you just like lose. Because you know it'll yeah you know it'll just make you mad. Yeah, um, <laughs> but there was a post from an environmentalist page that talks about how having a real tree is better for the environment than having an artificial tree mm. because everybody thinks that cutting down trees is bad on right. the environment. Right. Okay. But they went on, and it makes perfect sense. They went on to talk about all the benefits that it has as far as allowing the trees to grow to a mature age. It typically takes about 10 years. So all the benefits that it's having on the environment in those 10 years of growing to maturity. And then once you have it and it goes back, it becomes compost and, you know, naturally Mm -hmm. biodegradable into the soil and the earth and blah, 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 blah. And then you've got people that are like, yes, but I have allergies, so I have to have an artificial tree. <laughs> okay, well, look, in, in your specific situation, it's okay. Fine. This is an overarching story. This wasn't this wasn't aimed directly at you, personally. Phyllis. Yeah. <laughs> Listen here, Karen. <laughs> the title of this article was not "Hey, Karen, read this." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, uh-huh. I get you. People do that. People do that all the time. <laughs> React to it like it's a personal thing. Yes. To explain why they can't do whatever the article's saying. Yeah. Well, I don't even need to consider this because I'm gluten intolerant. Yeah. Or, you know something. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> or like the one that I was talking about a couple weeks ago, where the lady's like. That's not OCD. And being someone who has obsessive compulsive disorder, I take offense to you saying that it's OCD. That's anal retentive. That's what that is. (laughs) There's a Christmas sweater that says OCD on it in big letters and it says obsessive Christmas disorder on it. And people are so mad at it. (laughs) 
And you're like, that's not really what that is. I have it. You're making fun of my disease. No. Okay? It's taking something that everybody knows exists and making a light-hearted pun about it. Yeah. Is that you're obsessed with, you know, all those compulsions. This is a joke about me being overly obsessed with Christmas stuff. That's all it is. It's not making light of you. It's not saying that you're a lesser person because you have OCD. That's what making fun of people is. (laughs) It's just... <laughs> yeah. And I if I were to wear that shirt and someone were to get mad at me, I would take offense to the fact that they are doubting my obsessive Christmas disorder. Right. You want to come you to my house? You don't know me. Have yeah. you seen my house? You cannot walk without uh getting covered in glitter. I'm just you can't it's, walk anywhere. You you go use the bathroom <laughs> and there's two Christmas trees in there that are going to be with you. I'm just saying. <laughs> my OCD is the exact opposite of your OCD because you will be covered in glitter and fake pine needles for your life. For the rest of your life. Hashtag pack. <laughs> uh, my pa- pastor wife gave us a pastor's wife gave us a my gift. pastor wife gave us an ornament uh, in honor of my dad. Okay. You know, it's been it's almost a year since he's been gone. Uh, so she gave us an ornament, a red cardinal. It's supposed to have significance for family members that pass mm-hmm. away around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, but she gave us in this bag that the front and the back of the bag were just solid glitter. And so, like, I touched it briefly, and I got it all over my hand. So I took it into the kitchen and just banged it on the sink, on the inside of the sink, and just watched as just clouds and clouds of this glitter is falling off. I'm like, this Why is a prank. Why does she hate me? <laughs> yeah, this is not a gift. This is a prank. Yep. <laughs> She's heard what I've said about glitter. Yep. And so she went and bought the most glittery bag she could possibly find. Yep. I don't understand why stuff like that is made. When you and I, we ran into uh, to each other at Hobby Lobby last week. Yeah. I'm looking for, like, gifts for the, the CR Christmas party. And, like, half the things I find are just covered in glitter. I'm like, why why does glitter have to be associated with every single season somehow? Yeah. Can't we take three months off from glitter, please? Even Halloween now is getting more glitterified. It's making me upset. I know, you know, and I never really thought about it until just now. Yeah. But every holiday really is. <laughs> Getting all glittery. Because I was ready to try and prove you wrong, but I can't. <laughs> uh, last last one here, and uh, this one has a personal connection. Little Debbie Christmas Tree Cake Hugger Box is out. It is filled to the brim with yummy holiday cheer like vanilla Christmas tree cakes, which are my favorite, chocolate Christmas tree cakes, holiday spice Christmas tree cakes, Christmas tree brownies, and snowflake brownies. Plus, there are special edition stickers, recipes, and an exclusive knit set that shows everyone just how much of a Little Debbie tree cake hugger you are. And that knit set includes a scarf and a beanie and I think mittens. And we have a friend who has purchased this. What? Mm-hmm. Megan Kelly. Kevin Wellborn. What? <laughs> Our former pastor. Did he for real? A good friend, yeah. I posted a, a poll about it uh, that we'll talk about in a future episode. And that was his first comment. Like, I just bought like this tree hugger box from Little Debbie. And I'm excited about it or something like that. I'm like, yeah, wow. Okay. So. Huh. He but. would have been the last person right. I would have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> you let me down, Kevin. You're letting me down. Those, those, that's the wacky Christmas news we have today. In, 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 
place of like a big main topic. There's just a lot of Christmas news that we needed to catch up on since missing last week. You know? Uh, before we kick out of this hour, we'll do everybody's favorite segment, uh, the app progress update. <laughs> <laughs> So as now as we've mentioned, uh, and actually I don't know if this has happened since you were here or not. So this might be news to you too. Okay. I don't know. I'm listening. Uh, but as as I mentioned two weeks ago when Megan Kelly was was with me here in the studio, uh, Apple has completely 100% said no. You can't do the app. You can't have our your app on our platform, which okay. really destroys our plans because we can't. I don't want to say have you know advertisements everywhere of get the app on android and apple if you want you got to get a different app and look through us through there and just go you know i don't want to have two different instructions so the decision was made we're just not doing an app okay and so we have at this point officially ended the app everywhere um if you've already downloaded the app on your phone your android phone you can go ahead and delete it uh it's probably uh, I've gotten a report that it's been overrun with ads. And okay. So like it's not it's not being run by us anymore and it's not available for download anywhere anymore, but the company that makes it apparently took all the like premium features off of it that we paid for every month to where we didn't have to run ads. And so anybody that has it already is now experiencing like a butt ton of gross ads. So just delete nice. it. Just delete it. Just get rid of it's it, guys. It's not us. It's not what we wanted. We didn't know that was going to happen. We thought it was just going to disappear. Just delete it. What we have done in its place is that we have appified backrowradio.com. And so the website itself looks very similar to the way that we designed the app. Okay. You can do everything that uh, you could have done on the app on there, plus a little bit more. And there's a really easy way. To make it work like an app on your phone. Open up backrowradio.com in your browser of choice. Uh, in the Chrome browser, up in the top corner, there's like a little dot, dot, dot. I'm sure there's a, an option like that in any of the browsers. Some, some sort of options, settings, or sharing button. Click that in one of those folders uh, from whatever browser. It should have an option of add to home screen. And so from backrowradio.com, you click add to home screen, and it'll make a little icon on your home screen that you can just click and open. And it'll have, mm. it'll have our little normal app icon on it. It'll just have like a little browser icon tiny in the bottom. It actually looks like, like for the Chrome browser especially, it looks like Trip, our mascot, is is licking a lollipop. <laughs> That's what it looks Interesting. Like. <laughs> Because it's got the little chrome wheel down there <laughs> where his tongue is. But <laughs> you put that there, and then you just click on that, and it opens your browser right to that page. Big button says Listen Now is right there, and it'll start playing for you. It's very simple. A lot of cool things on there as well. You can still We put the, the Love Thy Nerd uh, devotional on there to where you can listen to that anytime, and we'll update, update that each week. We've got uh, Brody. Back where Brody's got a, bro- a blog on there. We've got... Uh, giveaways and stuff on there as well but in in addition to all our standard stuff the the recently played the on-air schedule how to submit your music all that kind of stuff so check that out backrowradio.com click your settings or share or whatever options button in your browser add to home screen 
boom, there you go. You got the app. Interesting. That's how it'll work from now on. Got it. So delete any previous apps that you may have from us right now. Got it. Uh, last week we added a few new stuff, new things. When it gets to this point of year, the last few weeks of the year, new music becomes a rarity because nobody's releasing new music the last few days of last few days of the year. Essentially, it's very few people. So we got uh, three new songs: one from Stillman, one from Colby James, and uh, a brand new one from the amazing NF. Did you hear it? I paid did. my dues. Not. You did not hear Paid My Dues? No. It's great. Yeah? It's fantastic. One of his best and one of his fastest. It's really good. Okay. I might make you listen to it before you leave. (gasps) (laughs) But we did. That does free us up. Uh, We usually try and add uh, at least 10 artists uh, worth of stuff each week. And so that gave us a bunch of other slots. So we went back to uh, 2002 and added a bunch of classics from 2002. So we have stuff from Plus One. The Swift, Apologetics, Squad 5-0, Rachel Lempa, David Crowder Band, and Thrice. Wow. A whole lot of really good music. People that I forgot about. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, we also added a few new Christmas songs. Um, we, we already did a pretty good sweeping of this year's newest Christmas stuff, and so not a whole lot more is coming out at this point because it's already nearly Christmas. Uh, Christmas stuff starts coming out in like October. We still have a lot of Christmas to go, okay? Stop (laughs) rushing us through the holiday, Matt. Well, we're already in the 12 nights of Christmas, and this is day three of that. The kids aren't even out of school yet. (laughs) That's true. Um, Yeah, but we've got uh, 12 nights of Christmas going on. Started Saturday. So every night from... uh... Shoot, what time does it start? (laughs) I don't remember when it starts, but every night at a certain point, I think it starts at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah, that sounds right. 6 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. Uh, Six hours of nothing but Christmas music. So perfect time to tune in for like your holiday parties got going on. Put some background music in there. We're going to be playing nothing but Christmas music. Um, got, got a lot of the classic sound and stuff, some hard rock sound and stuff, some rap Christmas music, got all kinds, still every genre, just in Christmas music form. We got Christmas rap? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's a a lot of really good stuff. Like Like, from the 116 crew, the Tripoli and Lecrae and all them guys, a lot of good stuff. I can't get to a punchline now. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were making a joke. (laughs) Make a joke. No, it's fine. We've got Christmas wrap. That's it. Set up. Christmas wrap. Oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. We have Christmas wrap? Yeah, we got Taco Bell yes. Christmas wrap. You like went all out with, yes, we have Christmas wrap. Thought you were wrap. being serious for once in your life. When am I ever serious? <laughs> so we got that going on. Those that, That'll happen the first 10 days. It will supersede any other thing that's normally scheduled there. So last Saturday, of course, we didn't have our normal uh, split shows. Um, and that'll be the case this coming Saturday as well. Uh, we won't do our... I don't think I don't think we'll be doing our second afternoon uh, um, clip from the show, but we'll do the first one that airs at about what is it, four o'clock, four p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so we'll have time for that one, but we won't have the second one. Um, but yeah, 
Sorry. I didn't write any of this down, so I'm trying no. to spitball it, and he, it's coming yeah. out really kerfuffled. Yeah. Mm. Kerfuffled isn't even the right word. I'm just all over the place. Uh, but, so that'll be the first ten nights. The last two nights of the 12 nights of Christmas is actually Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And both those days, all day, Christmas. So okay. enjoy that. <sighs> I'm going to stop talking. Stick around. We'll be back soon to close out the show. Welcome back to the Backward Morning Show. As we close out the show for the day, we've got the Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Luke 1, 46-47. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. And our thought for the day comes from Greg Laurie. Our salvation is not earned. Rather, it is given to us as a gift from God. The immoral person needs Jesus, and the moral person needs Jesus. Everyone needs Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. We're here every Monday through Thursday, 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific. Our podcast is available on BackwardRadio.com. You can find it on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts as well, usually in the afternoon. And if you want the full show every day, then you need to sign up with our Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash BackRowRadio. That'll give you the entire show every day we air. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio, and join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Back Row Baptist Church, by going to be uh, by going to backrowbaptist.com. <laughs> by the way, I think I told you about that. Uh, that uh, I went and tried to buy backrowbaptist.com again because I used to have it a long time right. ago, and then I gave it up. Uh, and it was like it was being held hostage by GoDaddy, and like you can have this for two thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm like, no, thank you. And so I settled for BRB Church. Uh, and then I just happened to look the other day and it's like, it's free. It's available. I can get this for four bucks on Namecheap right now. And I have it now. So it's mine again. Okay. What's the lesson that we've learned? Don't. I don't know. <laughs> don't give it hoard, up. Hoard everything. Exactly. <laughs> Become a hoarder. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just kidding. Uh, If you love what we do here on the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio as a whole, please consider partnering with us again at patreon.com slash backrowradio. We have cool incentives for every level, including just, you know, a dollar and up. Uh, We've got something for you. So if you can give any amount, 
uh, to help our monthly ministry out, we would appreciate it. So again, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash radio. That's it for the show. We will be back tomorrow. We hope you will too. Mo, what's the final word? Happy Merry Monday, guys. <laughs> if you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.